Hey, welcome back to another Ask Man's Fantasy Land. I know it's been a little bit of a break. I know NFL has started. I know we've drafted. I don't give a fuck. I'm not on anyone's schedule or anyone's demands. I have no boss. I have no responsibilities. I have no rules. But we do have a lot to talk about, so we're going to get to this. Um, I don't really know where to start. So we're going to start, I guess, with just a minor, minor, minor draft recap. Uh, maybe just some highlights, overarching themes. Um, like, for example, how the hell did the league let Austin Eckler fall to seven? I know he's going to hurt and going to miss week two. I don't give a shit. Good. Sit out. Put him on IR so he's fully healthy. I don't need hit my team so damn good. I do not need him for that stretch of time. Um, but still, for him to fall to seven is crazy. Um, we had CMC, Chase, Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, Bijan, Eckler as the first seven. Um, wonder if Murray Maulers are thinking maybe Jamar Chase at number two. Now that I now that I think about it, that was a little fucked up. That was a little fucked up. I maybe could have gone with the the safer number one overall from last year, Jeff and Justin Jefferson. I, what's he all done? Like put up twenty five a game. Um, these two are, are yeah. He's played he's played twice now. Yeah, he's played twice now. Um, Thursday night game, uh, and he's been dominant. Or instead of picking Jamar Chase, he could have gone Tyreek Hill. What did he do? He went for two fifteen and two on eleven catches. Um, yeah. So Maulers. Have to be regretting it. Any any human being with a brain would be regretting that decision. Um, so a lot for him to stew on for the next I don't know three weeks until the Bengals get their shit together. Um, then round two, I went with Jalen Waddle while other wide receivers on the board were C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross, Aiden Brown, Cooper Cup. I believe in Jalen Waddle as much. As any player in football this year, um, as you'll see later, he will be highlighted in my my guys section. Um, but that was it, it. Still, I will say, I don't like CD Lamb. I, I th- anyone who's listened to this, all nine of you, know I'm not. I've never been crazy about CD Lamb. I feel like I definitely feel like he peaked last year. He won't get better than what he did. Um, but it was hard taking Waddle over Amon Ra because that guy is really good at football and they love throwing him the ball. And he's fun to watch. The lines are fun to watch and root for. Like that's the nice thing about being a team that sucked for so long. You don't have haters unless you're like a divisional person. If I were like a Packers fan, I'd be like, nah, fuck the Lions. We don't want them to be good. They should be dog shit. That's like the Browns. The Browns think they're going to be good, but they're not. And I would never root for them even though they've been shit. But the Lions are cool. They are cat family with the Bengals, so I also kind of support the Jags a little. Not really now that they're good. You know, I did, though. It was easy to support them when they sucked. Um, and the Panthers, all cat teams. And Marvin Jones, I think, has played for three of them. He needs to play for the Panthers. And he's the only – Then he. I don't think anyone's completed the big cat uh, four team, all of them, collect them all yet, but – I know Marvin Jones has done Jags, Bengals, and Lions. <clears throat> and he was also started in week one, and he put up negative points. But that didn't matter because Just Baldog also had Tyree Kill and the, uh, and the Cowboys defense. Let's see, a couple other highlights. Uh, round three, 
I grabbed T. Higgins. He gave me a nice fat zero. Uh, so that was fun. Joe Burrow went in uh, round three, pick 10. And so he was the fourth quarterback off the board. That was a little surprising. We had, well, what also was surprising, uh, Jalen Hurts going 14 overall, round two, pick two, uh, to pair with A.J. Brown at round one, pick 11. So fully believing in that stack to produce at an even higher level than they did last year, you know, relative to the acquisition cost. Uh, so good luck there, buddy. Um, but then, yeah, so Hertz went early and then Mahomes in round three, Josh Allen round three, Joe Burrow round three, and then Lamar let off round four. And we had, yeah, Fields and Herbert at the end of round four. And then when did when did T Law go? When the hell did that hippie go off the board? Oh, he went round six. So round four, Fields and Herbert. Round five, no QBs. And then round six, uh, let the boy watch was able to grab Trevor Lawrence. So that's I'm glad he got him in the six. That's a good pick. Um, but I my my favorite pick of the entire draft, the one the only player that I was truly truly nervous. Would this guy get taken before I was able to pick him in round four? And I got his ass. Brees Hall. Oh, my God. He was on the field for 17 plays, I think. Not touches. 17 plays. 17 snaps of football. And he scored over 15 points. I mean, my God. (laughs) I don't know how you could not watch that and think, holy shit, that guy is a no-doubt first-rounder next year. I, I don't know why I passed on him three, potentially four times. Some people passed on him. Uh, so I'm absolutely through the moon. That guy is built different. I don't give a shit that Aaron Rodgers has uh, no Achilles and it's Zach Wilson's game. Dump a screen to him, hand him the ball off. He'll take it to the house. He is <laughs> pure electric. I'm getting aroused just talking about him. So I got to slow down for a second. I got to move on. <sighs> Wow, yeah, he's something. Oh, but then my absolute favorite thing I love seeing is guys like uh, Alexander Madison, Rashad White, James Conner, Miles Sanders all go off the board before me in round five. That is just music to my ears. Um, And remember the tight ends grabbed J.K. Dobbins in round five. How'd that work out? I grabbed Deontay Johnson, though, and he busted his hammy, but that's, hey, been there, done that. Uh, although Brees was probably the best, like going to be the best value just because he's fucking unreal. Round six, Brandon Ayuk. That is also uh, looking like an A plus pick. If we redrafted after one week, he'd be a third rounder. So winning that ball game there. Uh, round seven, I grabbed another one guy. Actually, Ayuk's my guy this year. I have so much of him everywhere. JSN. Uh, also, I got in round seven. Uh, love him, and then. A player that I am ready for redemption. I am ready for a victory lap. I'm just ready for me and him to really grow together as player and manager. And that is Kyle Pitts. I got him in round eight. Um, Some tight ends that just went off before him in round eight. Dallas Goddard. Getting to Goddard in round eight, I feel like that's a decent price. Fryermuth went off the board uh, then right after him. And then I grabbed Kyle Pitts um, 
pick six of round eight. And I was extremely pleased that out of all the tight ends left on the board, that he was the one that people left. Uh, he is very, very good. I um, was kind of buying into the idea that maybe Desmond Ritter is a competent NFL QB and maybe they throw the ball more uh, this year. Through one game, I don't, I, I don't know if either one of those things are true. Um, but I, I like the redemption arc that me and Pitts are going to have this year. Uh, I think, I mean, he's in his third year now. He's still as uh, physically gifted as he was. The only issue is his coach doesn't like the God, fuck. Arthur, Arthur, Arthur. I just had to have another season back with you, honestly. And I also, I'm starting two Falcons for the second week in a row. Why? Because I'm a badass. Because I don't give a fuck. I don't have anyone tell me what to do. Or whatever Arnold said that one time. There wasn't, uh, that wasn't, that was paraphrased. But yeah, oh, then, uh, but yeah, so I got Kyle Pitts and Tyler Algier, who I grabbed in the round 11, who's looking like an A-plus pick also. Um, so it's awesome to have an Arthur Smith second running back because, like, that's the guy he's going to use the most because he probably shouldn't use the most when you have um, a top eight wide receiver, a top eight tight end, a top eight overall pick um, running back. Of course you should give it to Tyler Algier instead of those people. That's the Arthur Smith way. So I kind of played into his mind and his way of thinking, and that's why I took Algier. But I'm just hoping Pitts does, like, what he did in week one. Two catches, 44 yards. He got me, like, five and a half points. I was fucking thrilled. Like, dude, if you can do that every week, you you won't get the team MVP, but you will get the coach's award. He showed up, he tried hard, he did his best, and he put something on the board every week. And that's more than we can say for T. T's in the back like, what the fuck, coach? I caught 20 touchdowns this year. Back off. But then the true, well, I've had several picks of the draft because my team is honestly awesome. Um, But in round 10, I waited to grab my quarterback and... Thank the, the the lap hogs, the defending champ in round 10, picked directly before me. Round 10, pick five. He also had not had a quarterback at this point. And he grabs Deshaun Watson. That is as seeing Deshaun Watson go off the board when I'm ready to pick a quarterback uh, with the very next pick is like is like the equivalent of seeing like the Rashad Whites uh, and the James Connors of the world go off the board when you're trying to pick a flex player. It's just like, that's, fuck yes. Like, no one is taking any of my targets. Incredible. Uh, but then I grabbed, at round 10, pick six, Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, yeah, I mean, week one showed all he's got to do is kind of throw to Tyreek. Some of these games will be Waddle. Uh, we're going to have Durham Smythe working. Braxton Berrios is a competent three. Uh, Devon A-Chain, when he's out there, he can take a screen 70 yards to the house. So... Very, very pleased with Tua, and especially having Waddle. Uh, when those two explode together, when those two guys <laughs> explode together, uh, it's magic. So, yeah, I'm looking for those two guys to do something against the Pats tomorrow on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, Tyler Algier, round 11, absolutely killer pick. Two running backs that I think can probably take over the backfield uh, and through one game for Bucks and... Two games for the Vikings. I believe it's true. I got Ty Chandler to take over for Madison. Madison looks slower than dirt. He looks like, I don't know. Like, he doesn't look like an NFL player, and especially a starting a starting NFL running back. 
Um, so I think Ty Chandler can get some more touches eventually, and we'll see what he does with that opportunity. And then Sean Tucker in round 14 uh, grabbed him because, yeah, I don't think Rashad's White is very good. And I think the Bucks might be a little bit, like, okay, it's not a take. I really I, I thought it, but I didn't really want know if I wanted to stamp it, so I'm not stamping it as a full take. But what if Baker and the Bucks are this year's Geno and the Seahawks? I mean, what if? I'm not saying it. I'm just saying it. It could happen. It could happen. And if they have a competent offense and Sean Tucker can take over from Rashad White as the lead back and and shows that he's, you know, an above average athlete like the reports were. He had there's some people there are some things saying he might be a sub four four guy. Um he had some sort of like heart condition or something right just pre-draft right after the season. So he wasn't able to compete or, uh, you know, participate in combine, different things like that. So he kind of flew under the radar when our undrafted, but he's kind of got like some mythical, uh, mythical speed about him. So we'll see if that translates. Um, and then yeah, round 15, who gives a fuck? I already cut Wandale. I threw him on the IR and then I cut his ass. So, uh, thanks for playing buddy. Maybe we'll see you later. But that's a, that's a draft recap for my team. Who gives a shit about these other teams? I mean, my God. They're, we saw after week one, spoiler alert, these dudes can't compete. I am, I am focused. I am playing at a different level. Um, so let's, let's recap week one and see what happened. Crazy thing about week one. We'll highlight the game of the week first. It was a tight affair. 107.72 to 101.44. The Lap Hogs in prime time. Uh, first game off their first championship. Do get the job done. Garrett Wilson touchdown late. Um, really helped seal the deal. We had, uh, oh yeah, but Garrett Wilson, you pick him in the second round, and if you draft it today, maybe he would be third round, probably fourth round. Because as it stands, he's catching passes from Zach fucking Wilson for the rest of the season. So nice job flushing a second round pick down the toilet and saying, I wish this thing were a fourth instead. That's exactly what you got after four plays of offensive football for the New York football Jets on 9-11. Can't make this stuff up. But the Hogs do get it done. They won by yeah, just over six points. And that was the closest game of the week in this league um, by far. The next closest was, remember, the tight ends over Murray Mahler's 94.74 to 68.56. So 26 points was the next closest. Um, I was the highest scorer of the week, 134.84, taking down Let's Ride These Nuts at 95.98. Um, what went right for the ass men? Brandon Ayuk had two touchdowns. Austin Eckler had himself a day. Tyler Algier had himself a day. Tua was the best quarterback. Um, did all that, put up the highest score, won my matchup by damn near 40 points, all with a third-round pick putting up a goose egg. Um, but it's easy to beat a guy by 40 when he had Joe Burrow throwing 82 yards. So that was fun. Nice third round pick there, buddy. Let's see who else. Who else? Oh, trigger happy bunny snatchers out to prove that uh, 
This is not a fluke. I This run to the title game is no fluke. I'm here to stay and I'm here to compete. Uh, he put up 104 and a half. Anthony Richardson got the start and put up almost 21 points. The Jets D had themselves a field day against Josh Allen for 20 points. So um, we'll see if those two top guys are consistent contributors this year. But uh, big win. But it's easy to get a big win when your opponent puts up 64 points. Rosie's Inferno. Chubb was in double digits and no one else was. Uh, just piece of advice. Try to get more double-digit scores this week. Uh, yeah, uh, we had Dog Killer starting out hot with a 100-point performance. Reality Football looking like fake football, uh, 70 and a half points. Reality Football has Bijan, 17.3. We'll see if he gets a little bit more work this week or if Arthur keeps feeding it to Algier. And now Patterson's back, so maybe... Maybe Algier and Patterson combined for 30 touches. Bijan gets, you know, 12. Um, Drake London not targeted. And Pitts gets three receptions for 60 yards. Ritter ends with, I don't know, 20 air yards. That offense is such a fucking joke. Good God. Um, but I, I'll, get to, I'll get to them every... I say I digress. I'll get to those guys every single week. Because I have two of their players. And then Just Ball Dog was the next highest, the second score, the only one with truly a respectable score, in my in my opinion. Uh, he put up 122 and a half. Um, well, he had Tyreek Hill go for 39. He had the, the Cowboys defense go for 32. And then he had Pat Mahomes put up 19 and a half. So, I mean, when you get 71 points from a wide receiver and a defense... The other team's got to do a lot to overcome that. Dad Bod's put up 83, which would have beat one, two, three, three other teams. Still a shit score. That's just, it was a low scoring week all around, unless you were me or just Bulldog, basically. Because then the next highest was 107. And 107 should get beat most weeks, in my opinion. But it didn't happen in week one. Let's hope we get more scoring in week two. Week two. Let's break down these matchups. All right, let's get into this box score. So I am going against the As one and Ass Man United is going against the O and One Dad Bods. Dad Bods had Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown go on Thursday night. Pre-game, I predicted that he'd end with 28 fantasy points on the night, end it with 30. I will take that out of AJ Brown uh, and and Jalen Hurts. And it just sucks. I had Hurts last year, and you screamed for the ball to get down on the one because you knew who's getting a touchdown. And then there was that one, his first rushing touchdown. Um, Hurt, or Swift got down yet, like inside the one yard line. You're just like, motherfucker, I hope there's a penalty or some sort of false start. Otherwise, that's six. And sure enough, it was six. He did that twice. Hurts put up 25 points. Uh, yeah, AJ Brown, 4.9, four catches for 29 yards. So that was very, very pedestrian. You gotta, I wouldn't sound the alarm, but I'd be putting precautions in place on what do you do if A.J. Brown, I wouldn't say is a bust, because he's, he's too good at football to like not be a startable option. Um, but he's a little bit more volatile where he could be, he couldn't, 
not return value as an 11th overall pick. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Najee Harris going on Monday night for the dad bods. He's got Joshua Kelly in for my injured Eckler. Uh, so that's a nice little swing for him to be able to plug him in. Pittman sat the bench last week when he put up a decent score. Uh, he's in the starting lineup this week. Then he's got Njoku, another Monday nighter. Jamal Williams, another Monday nighter. And Kendrick Bourne on Sunday night against the Dolphins. And the Saints D on Monday night. Christ, this is... He's got two 1 o'clock players, then everyone else is primetime. So, I'll just be waiting, putting up big scores throughout the day and seeing what happens. But who do I got lined up against? I got two and Waddle going on Sunday night uh, against the Pats. Brees Hall is in the starting lineup this week. Tyler Algier also. Uh, Brees has the Jets, and they got him on a pitch count still, but we saw if he touches the ball seven times, he might have 100 yards and two touchdowns. So he's playing. Uh, JSN is going to get his first start for me with Deontay Johnson on a bum leg now. Um, in Detroit, in a dome, hopefully a shootout. I, in my dreams, this is his really coming out party uh, to the NFL, so we'll see what happens. Uh, good old shit for brains coach Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons and Kyle Pitts are going to be at home against Green Bay. Um, and then I have Brandon Ayuk against the Rams and the Texans' defense against uh, Anthony Richardson and the Colts. Honestly, that there's only 30 points. He put up 30 points with Hurts and A.J. Brown. Currently, the next, the other guys are Harris, Kelly, Pittman, Njoku, Jamal Williams, Kendrick Bourne. I, I truly think there might not be 45 points on that roster. I think 75, if I get to 75 points... I'm going to win this damn ball game. And I might get 75 points with Tua and Waddle combined. So um, it's my projected total. Ask Man United, 97.1 projected total for the dad bods, 100.3. Uh, I think I was the lowest projected person going into last week, and we saw how that turned out. Uh, Ask Man by 40. This one's going to be over uh, well before it starts. Next, we got Rosie's Inferno. Uh, 0-1 versus 0-1, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch has the longest playoff drought. I can't remember how long it is right now in the league, but they had a fantastic draft. Uh, Kelsey, you know, he missed the first week, and so did Christian Watson, so two of his first four picks. Uh, And Kenny Gainwell, another guy who showed really well week one, is out week two. But he's got Trevor Lawrence, Ramondre, Miles Sanders, Amon Ra, Zay Jones, Christian Watson, Gabe Davis. He's also got Hollywood. Uh, well, but, no, that's good name, good football player. Holy shit, joke of a team. Um, but, yeah, so Kelsey's going to be out there. Uh, he's hoping for a shootout between uh, the Jags and the Chiefs. If so, he might have a big game or be yeah, a big week. And then Rosie's Inferno's got Lamar, Nick Chubb, A.J. Dillon. If Aaron Jones is out, that's a that could be a good play. Devontae Adams, Debo, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, and Darren Waller in his tight end position. Um, I mean, honestly, this week, I, I kind of like the... I don't like seeing Allen Robinson in a lineup in 2023. That feels wrong. I understand it, and looking at your bench... I I kind of understand it, too, but ooh, I would 
have I would not feel good about picking that guy up and putting him in my lineup. Let's see what uh, Vegas has. Rosie Inferno putting up 112 to 107 for uh, Let the Boy Watch. He got seven points from the Eagles defense on Thursday. So we'll see what happens there. Next up, we got fresh off their primetime victory, Lap Hogs against Dog Killer Jennings. Both teams 1-0. This is the only matchup of 1-0 teams this week. Um, Hogs projected 109.6. Dog Killer 108.7. So less than a point difference. They both had Thursday nighters. Dog Killer had Devontae Smith with 21.1 and Madison looking horrible, uh, 3.4 points. And then the Hawks had Jordan Addison for three for 72 and a touchdown, good for 14.7. Hogs got Goff, Javante Williams, Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, Jordan Addison already went, uh, Calvin Ridley, and he's got Garrett Wilson against the Dallas Cowboys with Zach Wilson throwing him the ball. I, that, I mean, that truly could be slaughter. I don't know. Like, is there... The Jets' plan might be... Yeah, they might just be let Zach, let Zach die against the Cowboys. Let Micah Parson eat him alive. And then we'll go get ourselves a professional NFL quarterback week three. Throw away week two. Um, see what happens. Um... Yeah, and, and Mark Andrews back at tight end. So he should feel good about getting a win week one with Mark Andrews out. Um, he should not feel good, though, about having his quarterback be Deshaun Watson and Jarrett Goff, his running back be Cam Akers and Dalvin Cook. Um, I think Javante might be good, but that running back, too, is a big question mark. And then for Dog Killer, he's got Dak Prescott. CMC, Jameer Gibbs, Damian Pierce, Alexander Madison, Devontae Smith, Cortland Sutton, and Evan Ingram. McCaffrey Gibbs might turn out to be the the best one-two punch of uh, running backs in the league. It's going to compete with Eckler and Brees, um, and that's basically it. But McCaffrey was awesome because he is awesome at football. Uh, week one, and Gibbs, I think he only touched the ball seven times, but he looks... Like, he's really, really good at football. So, it might be exciting as a spectator to watch uh, him get the football more. So, we'll see what happens here. Hogs have, yeah, or Vegas has Hogs by less than one point against Dog Killer. Next, we see, we're trying to see if Trigger Happy Bunny Snatchers are for real. They're 1-0 going against the 0-1 reality football. Uh, Anthony Richardson getting the start again for the Bunny Snatchers. Uh, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, that is his running backs. Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, uh, wide receivers. Then in the flex, he has Dave Montgomery and Brian Robinson and Tyler Higby at tight end. He's also got the Jets D against Dallas. The Jets D were great, yeah, week one. We'll see what they do there. Yeah, four running backs. And they all, these. I could see all these guys having, you know, pretty good games. So, uh, yeah, all right, we'll... We'll see how the Bunny Snatchers respond to 25.6 points from Swift on the other side. That's a hell of a start for Thursday night. Uh, he's also, uh, Reality Football also has Josh Allen, Bijan, Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, George Kittle, CeeDee Lamb, and Ken Ken Walker. Um, Kittle, yeah, I mean, you never know which 49er other than McCaffrey is for sure going to pop. It could be Kittle. It's probably going to be Ayuk. It could be Debo. Mike Williams is an injury waiting to happen. Terry McLaurin is injured. Um, 
so I mean, with the twenty five point six though from Swift on Thursday night, Reality Football is currently projected one twenty eight point nine. Bunny Snatchers just one hundred seven point one. So it's a fifty nine percent chance of victory right now for Reality Football, but uh, not not a player has stepped on the field yet for the Bunny Snatchers. So I think they're going to have something to say. We'll save the game of the week for last. Uh, let's look at Murray Maulers against Just Baldog. Just Baldog, yeah, the second highest scoring team, 1-0 on the week. Maulers 0-1. JBD off to a strong start. TJ Hawkinson, 7 for 66-2 and two on Thursday night. He's got Pat Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, James Conner, Jerry Judy, Judy, Hunter Renfro, Tyreek Hill, Alan Lazard, and the fierce, fierce Cowboys defense. He's projected 121.6 after that 22 from Hawk. For Murray Mahlers, he's got Justin Herbert, Joe Mixon, Rashad White, Jamar Chase, DK Metcalf, Chig Okonkwo, Jahan Dotson, and Zay Flowers. Zay had a really, really, really good week one. He was getting the ball like crazy. Um, so we'll see if that continues with Mark Andrews there. Um, Jahan Dotson, I like him. I think Washington could be more fun to watch than they have been in a lot of years this year. So we'll see how he does. And we'll see, yeah, is Jamar Chase going to bounce back? Time will tell. He's got a lot of draft capital with Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase in the Cincinnati Bengals. So thank you for supporting your local team. Uh, and they've, let's see, Vegas has 110.9 for Maulers compared to 121.6. So, yeah, TJ Hawkinson really set the tone. We'll see if Maulers start 0-2 or if they can level at 1-1 just like Just Ball Dog. And then the game of the week. We have fresh off and ass-kicking. Let's ride these nuts. Uh, going against the commissioner, remember the tight ends. Yeah, let's ride these nuts 0-1. RTTE 1-0. Both had players go on Thursday night. RTTE had Justin Jefferson, 19.4. 11 catches for 159. And let's ride these nuts had Dallas Goddard in the tight end going six catches. Oh, hell yeah, for 22 yards. What? Um, so 5.2 points. Yeah, you if you catch the ball six times, you would hope you would hope that your tight end could get better than four yard per catch. But tough start for Goddard. He put up a goose egg week one. He put up 22 yards week two. So uh, trouble in paradise. But let's ride these nuts. Has Joe Burrow hoping for a bounce back? Running backs are strong with Derrick Henry and Tony Pollard. Amari Cooper. Don't even know if he's gonna play. He just hurt his groin. Uh, he's got Mike Evans, James Cook, and uh, the new maybe starter, Gus Edwards. Um, man, some of these lineups sound rough already. Week two. Um, I mean, yeah, Henry and Pollard is good, but Cooper's hurt. Gow- Goddard sucked. Gus Edwards is in there already. Um, this might be Owen, too. But let's see who's going for the commission. He's got Justin Fields, who might suck at football. Travis Etienne, Zach Moss, Justin Jefferson already went, Tyler Lockett, Sam Laporta, Chris Olave, Raheem Mostert. So let's see. I mean, that's Zach Moss in a starting lineup. It's got to feel gross also. Um, 
we'll see. We'll see how that works out for the commission. Travis Etienne looked good in week one. Uh, Tyler Lockett didn't look great in week one. Sam Laporte, it's still time will tell. He, uh, But I think he had like five catches. That's, that's promising. And Raheem the Dream, we'll see... Uh, We'll see how he does against the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. But right now, uh, even with 19 from Jefferson and 5 from Goddard, it's got uh, still a fairly tight game. 110 projected for Run of the Tight Ends and 106 for Let's Ride These Nuts. Hey, dogs, I'm trying to record a podcast here. Do you fucking mind? My God. I do this like once every two months. Give me give me a little space without dogs barking. Um, Sorry about that, folks. Uh, but anyway, it's got a 51% chance right now for Remember the Tight Ends to win the game of the week and start 2-0 and on the year. But hopefully, hopefully, the Bengals and Joe Burrow can bounce back and uh, help Let's Ride These Nuts right the ship. But uh, that's what you got for week two. And that is starting now in just, let's see, do some quick math, quick math. 15, uh, 14 hours and... 38 minutes, we're going to have Scott Hansen. Uh, so, hell yeah, that's awesome. Best day of the week. Best TV program of the year every single year. Um, yeah, week two is going to be fun. Just a couple other things I wanted to highlight while I'm on here, while I'm recording. Uh, the Murray Maulers won the Puka Nakua sweepstakes over the week, uh, uh, Tuesday night. And they paid $58 for him. And then the dad bods also paid $58 combined for Kendrick Bourne. And who else was it? It was Kendrick Bourne and Justice Hill. That's right. Uh, Justice Hill not currently in the starting lineup. But we'll see. Dad bods will be at that game watching... Bengals Ravens. So maybe that will entice him to put in Justice Hill so we can watch... If he does score a touchdown live, he at least gets to watch a guy for his fantasy team score. Um, I've spent almost half my budget on two running backs. Tajay Spears was dropped, I believe, by the Hogs. Thanks, Hogs. Uh, he outsnapped Derrick Henry week one. His first NFL game, he outsnapped the like craziest running back that we've like of this current era. Um, now I know that out snapping is not the same as touches. Maybe they want to, you know, be careful with Henry's workload, which would be the smart thing to do to your mountain of a man who you've given the ball to almost 2000 times, uh, in his career. So I don't blame them for doing that, but it's also exciting that he's already on the field that much. Uh, and he was, you know, on there for some third down, getting the ball thrown to him. Uh, he's got work right away and, yeah, if anything happens to King Henry, he's a locked-in starter week in, week out. So I thought for $29, I'm spending $29 today so that I don't have to spend 50 or more tomorrow. Is how I saw that investment. And, of course, I have a badass, awesome, strong, deep team mm-hmm. so that I do have a luxury of spending on someone that I don't have to count on for the next, you know, four or five weeks. So I got Tajay Spears, and then I also grabbed Devon A-Chain. And I was the only one who bid, and I still bid $21 because that was the guy I was really, really targeting in drafts. I think as long as Jonathan Taylor doesn't end up in Miami, 
I think A-Chain's got a chance to be the most productive fantasy back out of Miami because he's fast as hell. He's obviously doesn't have the wear and tear uh, of a Raheem Mostert who does kind of tend to miss games throughout his career. Um, and with limited draft capital in this past draft, I believe that was their first selection in the third round. Uh, Mike McDaniel said, Hey, I want that guy who's got four, two speed, uh, mm-hmm. and can run past everyone. If we get the ball to his hands in space. And that's exactly what Mike McDaniel know how to, knows how to do is get the ball to his very fast players in space. So yeah, $21 and $29. So I've spent $50, um, on two running backs that I don't plan on playing for weeks, but they are guys that I think have a chance to see significant time. Um, you know, injuries happen. We know this, uh, and a chains perspective or his opportunity could just be making the most of his opportunities. If he ends up getting the ball 10 times a game, you know, he can house any one of those. So it's exciting and it's something just to look forward to. So Ty Chandler, Sean Tucker, Tajay Spears, Devon A. Chain. Uh, if any of those pop off, we are sitting pretty. Because we know Tyler Algier, Brees Hall, and Austin Eckler are going to pop off when they're on the field. Um, yeah. Let's let's play some effing football. This week, some fun matchups. Packers at Falcons. Um, yeah, if, if Jones is out, can A.J. Dillon carry the load? I kind of think Aaron, uh, A.J. Dillon sucks, like, a couple years ago, there was some excitement that he might be good and might be like the 1B to Aaron. No, Aaron Jones is really good at football, and and A.J. Dillon isn't. So um, we'll see if he can carry the load. Uh, we know Algier and Bijan are going to get 40 touches. Um, Drake London sitting on the bench for the dad bods, as he should be. Ray, uh, Ravens, Bengals is a good one. Seahawks, Lions is a good one. Chargers Titans like it doesn't seem like a good one but it might be high it could be high scoring I don't know I feel like both defenses suck um so that's kind of fun but also the Titans might suck um I don't know if Hopkins is gonna play he's currently on the dad dad bods my goodness you got Aaron Jones Drake London DeAndre Hopkins on your bench those were probably three of your first six round picks and all three of them are on the bench and another one of them, of those first six-round picks, was Najee Harris. But, um, let's see, uh, back, to, back to football, back to football. Uh, Bears-Bucks, kind of a shitty game. Chiefs-Jags, that's, that should, oh God, I hope that's a, a fun shootout. Uh, that'd be a nice one to watch. Colts-Texans, the battle of who cares less. Uh, two rookie quarterbacks. Hopefully they just throw picks. I got Texans defense. Just just turn the ball over, Richardson, please. Uh, 49ers, Rams. Rams looked way more competent than anyone expected them to in week one. Uh, Puka looked like Cooper Cup, uh, except not being able to score touchdowns uh, like Cup can. But, yeah, we'll see if he plays week two, and if he does, if he can replicate it. 2-2 Atwell was productive also. Uh, and Van Jefferson, he had one real, I only saw like a little bit of that game. He had one really, really bad drop. Just middle of the field, hits him right in the hands, wide open. Um, he should see the field less. Um, so hopefully that happens. But I think the 49ers are going to beat them. 
You got Giants, Cardinals. I can't remember where I heard this. I think I heard it earlier today. But it was the idea that what if the Giants lose to the Cardinals and they just say, all right, fuck it, and they trade Daniel Jones to the Jets for Aaron Rodgers. So, like, you know what? We know he's not going to play this year. We just got beat by the fucking... We got beat 40 to nothing week one when we had an entire summer to prepare for a game and a single team. You gave us months and months of planning, and we got beat 40 to nothing. Uh, If they get beat by then the Cardinals, who are presumed to have the top two picks in this upcoming draft because they're clearly clearly tanking and terrible. They traded for a quarterback that hadn't been on the roster like five days before the season started, and, and they threw him on there. Um, so if the Cardinals beat the Giants, they might be thinking, Daniel Jones isn't our guy. We This might be our only chance to trade him. The kid only has to switch locker rooms. Like It's an easy move for him. Just let it happen. Trade Daniel Jones to the Giants. Or, excuse me. Trade Daniel Jones to the Jets for Aaron Rodgers. Let Aaron Rodgers be a Giants quarterback in 2024. And let Daniel Jones lead the Jets in 2023. Make it happen. Speaking of the Jets, <clears throat> they're going to get murdered by the Cowboys, so that'll be fun. They won 40 nothing against the Giants. They might win 45 nothing against the Jets. Uh, I hope though, that we do see some signs of life from, from honestly, just Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson, because uh, it's easy to hand the ball off to Brees Hall, so that's cool. But, God, it's just hard to imagine that there will be a passing game that's productive. I, I hope there is, though, because then it's more fun to watch. Commanders at Broncos. I'm still on board for the Sam Howell experiment, so... Sam Howe, Scary Terry, Jahan, the running backs, they're kind of fun. Russ and his gang, they're kind of not as fun. Dulcich is out now. I mean, Judy, I don't know if Judy's playing. I think he might. I think it looks like he's been trending towards playing. Uh, That team's filled with injuries or people coming off injuries or just corny-ass quarterbacks. So uh, let's go, Commander. Start 2-0 and let's send Broncos country to 0-2. And Sunday Night Football is going to be a fun one. All right, well, I'm just excited to watch the Dolphins because I got two in Waddle. And, and I picked up Durham Smythe this, this, uh, today, and, and I got Devon A-Chain. So I'm a big Dolphins guy this year. And they're in New England. People saying, oh, that's a tough game. Oh, they're going to go defense. Okay, guess what? The Dolphins have the fastest team in the world, and they, they know how to scheme up their guys in space. So if Bill wants to try to take away Tyreek Hill... I would happily allow, uh, you know, Jalen Waddle to beat single coverage or whatever the hell he, the lighter defense that he has to beat uh, in order to take one to the house. So I'm expecting big things uh, from this team in that game. And then we got the the double feature on Monday night. It's not the, the not a seven o'clock and ten o'clock game like they had done in previous years. We got a seven fifteen and an eight fifteen staggered start. First start, Saints and Panthers. Just get you warmed up with a nice shitty NFC South matchup. Saints start at 1-0. Panthers start at 0-1. They, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I don't watch a ton of college football, so I didn't watch a lot of Bryce Young. You know, 
he was the first pick, and people talk about, oh man, he's like great, you know, great mind, like just great court, but he's gonna be, you know, really obviously he went one overall, so it's speaking highly about him. He kind of looked like dog shit. I mean, I know he's a rookie court quarterback, uh, but he, I don't know, they looked, I, I was kind of thinking like they're like Mingo, maybe some guy like maybe Sanders is like pretty like decent, like a good value this year, and maybe Mingo turns into something, but. That team might just be bad all year, and you really can't play them. So we'll see. It's early. It's early. A lot of things can happen. And then the second game is the Browns at the Steelers. Classic AFC and North slobber knocker. Um, speaking of teams that looked bad, the Steelers. I know you're playing against like maybe the best defense in the Niners. But damn, Kenny Pickett. Hey, buddy, maybe it's... Maybe it's easier to look like a rock star when you're throwing against fourth stringers in the preseason than it is against the best defense in the NFL. But damn, are you really hope <clears throat> they turn it around? Um, for a fantasy's sake, as a fan of the Bengals and a hater of the Steelers, I hope they. I hope it gets worse. I hope it gets worse. And now that I have Deontay on the IR, um, you know, fuck them. Who gives a shit? I hope the Steelers are bad, bad, bad. Don't score an offensive touchdown this year. And then you got the Browns, who I also, I hope this is the exact same things. I hope this game is a zero. Now, I hope there's like a couple, ah, who care? I hate both these teams. I don't want either one of them to win. I think it's funnier maybe that the Browns could start 2-0 and um, and the Steelers 0-2. Like, just from a fan, AFC, knowing both fan bases, I think that's kind of a fun banter. But really, uh, I don't give a shit. Yeah, beat up on each other, tie tie the game. Who cares? Uh, both your teams and your fans suck. But it's cool we got two Monday night games, and you don't have to stay up till one Eastern time in order to watch them. All right, that's our uh, that's our week two. Um, sorry for the delay, even though I owe you no apologies. Um, that's just the way it goes. But week two. Get after it. Good luck. Hope your players don't get hurt and hope they score less than mine. See ya.